Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Data Mastery Podcast, Marketing for Modern Growth. I'm your host, Jay White. As always, with my partner in crime, Mr. Jason Reno. You're not going to say, say hello, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that that line's getting a little old now. So yeah, I, honestly, I, I, I wasn't going to be I wasn't even going to be a smart ass this time. I was going to try to be mature about it. But then you didn't even give me the opportunity. <laughs> oh, man, forgive us all. We're it's Monday and we're looping. It's a yeah, little late in the day. It's been a, it's been a day. So uh, anyway, let's jump right into it here. We're so glad you joined us. We appreciate you checking in on us, uh, checking out our new content. Make sure you check out all the old stuff too. Shoot, I think we've got like uh, 10 or 12 episodes loaded by now, something like that. It's crazy. Yeah, I think so. Um, but uh, make sure you check that out. Make sure you're you're saving, you're bookmarking, you're you're clicking, you're, you're hitting the bell, the, whatever, a like, I don't know, do whatever you want, but just make sure you're getting this podcast every time we come out with a new episode. Okay. So, Let's get into it today. The last, this is going to be kind of a part two to what we did last time. So if you haven't listened to our last um, uh, podcast called the post or the uh, pre-click primer, make sure you listen to that because there's a lot of context that will move into this one today. Uh, but we covered uh, uh, the first real integral piece of Data Accelerator and what makes it tick. And um I'm really excited about what we what we talked about there because uh, the the possibilities are endless. But now we're going to get into the next part of Data Accelerator, uh, which I'm calling, for lack of a better term, the post click conversion machine, because this is where things really really get interesting once you get the the high intent in market data in its place and doing what it's supposed to do. So. Um, Let's just kind of recap a little bit, if, if you want, Jason. Go ahead and just kind of give us a, the 30-second uh, version, the elevator version on uh, the pre-click uh, primer data. Yeah, so the 30-second version is it's it's our clients. We give our client their own unique pixel. So rather than installing Facebook pixel and retargeting on Facebook or putting Google pixel and only retargeting on Google, where, either, where the ad platform owns all the data, you don't get to see it, touch it, do anything with it. We give the client their own pixel where they capture 50 to 60% of the bounce visitors. And now they own that data. And then we show them that they can stream it anywhere they want and retarget people anywhere they want for as long as they want because they own the data forever. I don't know if that's 30 seconds, but that's really the, the if anybody knows anything about marketing, you have an idea of what the Facebook and Google pixel can do. So just imagine having your own pixel, owning all the data and being able to do anything you want with it for as long as you want is, is really the simplest way to explain it. Um, you know, another person, the other, you know, has mentioned it as a, a form of like marketing insurance. You know, your, your website completely craps the bed and converts at 0% this month and you got 10,000 visitors to your website, but you convert it some fraction of a percent way below what you're hoping for. Well, if we were able to provide, if you were able to capture five to 6,000 of those individuals that were on your website, feed them directly back into an omni-channel retargeting campaign and take a second, third or fourth chance at them. Well, then maybe that, you know, half a percent conversion, that really bad month through the retargeting efforts, the following month can actually pull something out of it and at least, establish that minimum ROI. Hey, even if we convert it zero, we're going to still have really valuable information, really valuable data on about 50% of the people visiting the website. So you hit on something earlier that I wanted to, to kind of highlight again, because it's something that we hear from a lot of our clients and it's a huge, huge frustration 
the fact that Facebook and Google own the data uh, that you're paying for. Basically, our clients are paying for, right? I mean, that's just crazy. You you don't get to really do anything with that. You just you pay for it, and they're like, "Thanks, we'll take that. We'll just keep it over here, under this, you know." <laughs> well, yeah, but and, and it, yeah, and, just send, just send us a bunch more money, and we can retarget people for you, right? But you yeah, don't get to see, see it, touch it, do anything with it. But you know, we'll just ding your credit card, you know, several hundred dollars whenever you're ready as for you to use the data, but that's literally the only way to access the data is to give Facebook or Google more money. What yeah. if you just, what if you just wanted to see the data on a CSV spreadsheet? What if you wanted to send it into your CRM and have an AI software analyze the data and determine, you know, things like where, what type, where in the country are your clicks coming from? Are they coming from East coast, West coast? There's all kinds of cool stuff you can do with the data, even outside of the retargeting. And I guess that's kind of what we're getting into here on the podcast is, I mean, we're going to try to keep this at 20 minutes, but realistically, depending on the business and not every business can use the data in every single way, but in almost every business, if you're spending money on ads, if you're driving traffic to your website, if your website has five, 10,000 plus visitors, there's at least three to four different ways that you could use the data, whether it be in remarketing purposes or for decision-making purposes down the road, analyzing where um, where the data came from, uh, what type of people are clicking, all kinds of stuff. So in mentioning that you get to keep the data, this I'm just telling everybody, when we mention this to potential clients, we see them, their faces light up because they're like, Oh, wait a minute. You guys, we can actually have it. We can actually work with it. We can actually market to people now and in the future with this. Well, yeah, and, yeah, and, and there's no time limit to it. It's yeah, like, exactly. You know. Exactly. Then, yeah. People start seeing the possibilities. It's like their mind just kind of blow, it gets blown at this point. It's really cool. So, well, it, it's just like how, you know, Buffett preaches compounding interest. Well, imagine compounding data. You know, you have, I'm just using 10,000 site visitors because it's easy for me to do the math, but you have 10,000 10, site visitors every month. And a lot of our clients and businesses out there have substantially more than that. Yeah. But you take 10,000 site visitors, five to 6,000 people every single month added to your database. In 12 months from now, you're sitting on 60, 70, 80,000 people in your database. Well, now when it's time to have a sale, now when it's time to launch a new product, introduce a new product, whatever it is, you now you have immediate access to all those individuals. You take those people, stream them directly into ad platforms, run ads to them, email them, but you have that warm audience, which again, if you're doing things correctly, you're keeping that large database warm. So they know exactly who you are at all times, ready to buy from you. Um, you know, that's... The, just like compounding interest, the compounding data, it's it's insane once you start, you know, once you get clients that see that immediate success, see some immediate success, you know, month one or two. But now we're getting into the point where we've been working with clients and leveraging data like this for two to three years now. And it's uh, it's really cool to see all the differences. I mean, uh, you know, our one, uh, we keep uh, the veteran addiction treatment clients. I mean, we generated almost 1300 leads last month for them at $129 per lead and a large majority of them, I don't know the exact percentage I should, um, came from retargeting leads. It's, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's that long decision-making process. It's, Hey, we didn't get them the first time around. So let's, let's build their trust and continue to stay in front of them at a high frequency until they're ready to reach out their hand and ask for help. And, you know, 
if we weren't running retargeting ads, we probably would have got 700 leads. Instead, we got 1300 leads. And, and think about how much better of a conversion is when somebody's seen your ad three or four times, how much likely exactly. they are to convert. They're not wondering, hey, they've seen that top of funnel ad. Now they've seen some testimonials of people that have already worked with you before. And now they're legitimately ready to convert. You didn't just trick them into it. And the conversion rates on those retargeting ads are the contact rates and the conversion rates on those uh, retargeting ads are always substantially higher. And that's all that's all hinged off that, you know, magic pixel. And see, that's just crazy because everybody, you know, one of the the most popular sayings in our business is the money's in the list. Right. The bigger list you have, the more money you're going to make. And so with this pixel, you're literally just piling on people every single well, every single day. I mean, you know, as the pixel, as the, as the identities resolve and they just get keep getting added more and more and more, the data keeps getting bigger and bigger. So you have this list that just grows exponentially and you're doing it without having to run, uh, you know, some cheesy little giveaway to get an opt in or something and have somebody maybe visit your website. These are people that have actually seen what you're offering. And so they're already they've already been there. Now you just got to bring them back with, uh, you know, I mean, a really cool little offer, maybe 15% off coupon code or something like that. Those things work like crazy. And this data just keeps growing and growing and growing. So it just, like you said, compounding, that's a great way to put it. Exactly. It's uh, it's really fun once it starts working and, um, you know, then we can start finding new and cool ways to work with it. Uh, some of the data we have, uh, not all of the contacts, but some of them, you know, percentage of them will have things like LinkedIn URLs. So now we can show clients, especially in the B2B space, um, which is extremely tough to market online to. How do you get to the decision maker? How do you get to that B2B, you know, connection and start fostering that relationship? Well, Email is one way to do it. Obviously, running ads is a possibility. Sometimes it's tough. Um, But now we can go and take LinkedIn URLs. So you take 5,000 people that have visited your website, and I can provide about 15 to 20% of them with a LinkedIn URL that you can have your sales team, a software, somebody now reach out and establish that connection on LinkedIn outside of the ads and the email. Now it's just another avenue, which in those cases, you know, you can do most of that work for about a hundred dollar a month software. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, building relationships, establishing connections outside of the norm. Yeah, I was going to ask you to kind of go into that a little bit deeper. When you say data, what is it that we're collecting um, specifically from this pixel? So the the data is uh, collected based off a, a cookie crumb left off the website, which is the anonymous data for every person on the web, which is the mm-hmm. SHA-256. That then is taken off the site. So there's no, you know, black hat trickery, anything along those lines going on. We take that SHA-256. Our software then turns that into an email address. We take our infograph that we've been building for 10 plus years now. And that's why we're able to resolve, you know, 50 to 60% because we don't have data off every single person uh, in the U.S. We're able to then resolve the identity. When I say resolve the identity, that means there's at least a name and an email address there. Okay. Which, so if I say there's 50% uh, identities resolved, there's 5,000 names, SHA-256 names and email addresses. Now there's you know, what we refer to as bonus data where, you know, maybe 10 to 15% of them will have LinkedIn URLs, you know, five to 10% of them might have Facebook URLs, a smaller percentage of them have Twitter URLs, uh, other B2B information such as 
job titles, uh, direct lines at their business, things like that, that still might be valuable. It just depends on the client. But the core purpose of it is to take it, feed it back into your ad campaigns for retargeting, as well as possibly drip campaigns. Obviously, there's many businesses out there that you can't email because of HIPAA violations, you know, in the finance space, uh, mm -hmm. you know, personal attorneys, things like that. You probably wouldn't want to email, but you can easily feed the data back into retargeting campaigns and retarget those individuals um, uh, anywhere they are outside of those different platforms that actually drove the traffic. And I know a lot of people who are watching or listening right now are thinking, wait a minute, I, you know, it, isn't it illegal to email somebody if they haven't opted in with you? And honestly, we did, or actually it was me, I guess, that did a podcast on that a few weeks ago. Uh, it's called, Is This Blank Legal? And uh, I cover that in depth there on why uh, this is considered cold email and uh, which is uh, perfectly legal in the United States. And you can email people without their, uh, without having them, you know, opt in to your site if you follow some certain parameters. And yeah, uh, so, yeah go ahead. And I was going to say, yes, it's, uh, you definitely just have to make sure you dot all the I's, cross all the T's yeah. in terms of following the parameters, giving them options to unsubscribe. Um, plus you just have to do it freaking respectfully, right? It's just like, just like anything else, you know, you, you get somebody's data. I mean, you could go, the data that, the data that's captured from the site, the alternatives business have, for example, is going to like a list broker or somebody and buying outdated data. So they're still going to get your email address and you're mm -hmm. still going to get emails from people. At least this way it's people, it's stuff that you should in theory, in theory already be interested in. But then I tell people, it's like, do it respectfully. How would you want, if somebody had your information, how would you want it treated? If you're going to email them three times a day, you know, Monday, Monday noon at night and night, you know, seven days a week, then of course I would report you for spam, regardless if I wanted to buy your product or not. But if you're adding value, not, Hey, come buy for me, you know, I'm the best, but Hey, you're in the market for cars. Here's the top 10 things to know when you're shopping for cars. Here's this, you know, top 10 mistakes to avoid that type of stuff where you're adding value to their process, then you're never going to run into issues in my opinion. Yeah. It's, it's funny because just this weekend I, uh, I went through this same thing with a site that I visited. It was a guitar related site. It wasn't one of the big players. It was kind of a little niche of a niche of a niche. And lo and behold, I don't know. It was probably within the hour. I got an email from him. Hey, thanks for stopping by. You know, we really appreciate it. Uh, and, and, you know, they offered me some kind of little deal to come back and I've gotten a couple of emails from them. Well, maybe one since then, very conversational, very, and the, the thing is, is I wasn't miffed to get that. Hey, thanks for stopping by email. I wasn't like, Oh my gosh, what do you, how do you know I stopped by? Because, because I was genuinely common, interested in what they had, you know? <laughs> and, and it's common practice. I mean, frankly, if you're listening to this and you're not doing this, then there's a solid 50-50 chance that your competition is doing this. Yeah. Um, so it's really not a matter of if, it's when. And what I keep telling people, too, it's if you're everybody's in the market for AI software, right? Everybody, if you're not in the market, you're getting ads for it. If you're a business owner of any way, shape or form, it's AI email marketing, AI text marketing, AI this, AI appointment setting, there's AI decision making, there's AI softwares for everything. But the people selling you the software often neglect to tell you that their software is only as cool and as badass as the data that's being put into it. 
So between our in-market data and our data and our pixel data, we can take whatever type of AI software that any business is using and feed it a lot of very high intent, in-market high intent data, second layer of intent interested data directly into any AI software. So whether it's decision-making, follow-up, emails, whatever it is, it's, you know, everything that they're already doing just becomes more valuable when, once you plug in the data to it. Yeah. And so, I mean, even if you're, you're like, eh, I'm not really comfortable uh, emailing somebody, you know, uh, right away with this data, there's all these different other elements that you can implement with this data to make it work. And most of our clients are, are like, yeah, we'll just roll them right back into a, a Facebook retargeting campaign. We'll roll them right into YouTube. We'll roll them right into TikTok, you know, whatever. And so you're just keep, you just keep bringing them back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bringing them back to the well again until they take a drink. You know? Yeah. So we start, we plug the data into that low hanging fruit, the Facebook, the, uh, you know, some YouTube retargeting, that type of stuff. And then once the client starts seeing how it works, then we introduce them to the, uh, to the display platform and show them how we can plug in data and you know we can start running tv ads to them somebody bounces somebody hits your website today they get home later tonight and now they see on their 70 inch tv a 30 second non-skippable commercial from your yeah. from your company i mean is that more intrusive than an email or is that you know it's that that's that's the the age of marketing and again if you're if you're listening to this and you're competent and you're not doing some form of this your competition is or will be doing it very soon. So it's time yeah. to start looking into it. And the the uh, the DSP platform you were just talking about, we need to we probably need to do a whole session on that to go into that because the, the possibilities of that taking this data and then rolling it out beyond social media is just I mean it's it's unbelievable. We we will for sure. One of our uh, one of our newer clients, we were just talking to him because the uh, um, the Facebook ads, I mean, they, they, it's a, uh, I don't want to get too much into detail, but it's basically it's the way Facebook and Google and everybody is restricting the ad categories. Our data helps cut through a lot of that because you can't set up the targeting, but the way it's becoming even more and more restricted, whether or not you use our data or not, the, the demand side platforms, the DSP and CTV networks are becoming a much more viable option because you don't mm -hmm. have all the restrictions. You can literally pick 16 different hundred options. You know, I can take somebody, a retirement home client and only show ads to people that are in market for data, have bounced off their website and or have multiple generations at their house, somebody over 65 years old. So it's, you know, you're just really getting more and more efficient with the ads by layering data and getting people to open their eyes and say, hey, a lot of people aren't on social media. Sure, you're targeting people. A lot of people on social media are seeing success, but you know you're missing you know 50% of the population that isn't on social media or isn't on social media on a re regular basis at least. Um, and that's really what we're trying to introduce them to is okay. let's fish in let's fish in a bigger pond. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, no kidding. With, yeah, with with, with better bait. <laughs> yeah, we need we need to do a whole we need to do a whole session on just DSP because. We, we, we will. That's probably a, that's probably kind of a part three pre-click, yeah. post-click. And then, the, you know, the bonus is, you know, once we get all the normal ad platforms dialed in, then that's, you know, the next level. Because in a lot of these companies, they don't even realize the DSP is available to them. And it's, uh, right. you know, it's kind of been one of those secrets for a long time that yeah. um, I have a feeling more and more people will be taking advantage of soon.
I think you're right. I think you're right. So if you look at the big picture here, we talked last time about high intent in-market data, streaming it to the ad platforms, getting people to click on your ads, lowering ad costs, raising click rates. Now, this is part two. It, it, you can see it all kind of fits together like a puzzle. Now, this as they go from this ad to the website, they're pixeled. Then we got that data that we're grabbing that, that, like you said, second level intent data that you can take, roll right into email campaigns, roll right into more retargeting campaigns, and it just builds daily as it updates and streams daily. So it's a phenomenal way to market your business and to grow your list and to grow your following and to grow your revenue. And uh, if you're wanting to, uh, you know, uh, look into this for your business, we'd love to talk to you at Data Accelerator. Just uh, uh, reach out to us. You can find us um, at dataaccelerator.ai or um, uh, just contact us through this podcast and we'll, uh, reach, we'll reach out and we'll talk to you. You might hear from one of us. Yes, the big stars talking to you directly. Can you believe that? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Big, big, big stars, Bob. You're, being, yeah. You're really tired this Monday afternoon. Yeah, let me tell you. Oh, gosh. Anything else uh, you want to add, Jason, before we go? No, 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 no. That was a great summary and closing, buddy. I appreciate it. I think uh, I think this is a good one. Hopefully you guys found some value out of it and uh, we'll do another one soon. And we really appreciate uh, everyone viewing it. Yes. Thanks so much for joining us today. Let us know if you have any questions about what we do. And uh, we will see you next time on the Data Mastery Podcast. Take care.